Hello, you're listening to Bricks and Mortar from EG with Sarah Jackman. Today, I'm joined by Jessica Hardman, recently appointed head of UK based operations for asset manager DWS, in addition to her existing role as head of European portfolio management and head of UK real estate group. She joins me today for a look at her career to date. Jessica, thank you so much for your time today. It's a real pleasure to have you on the podcast. I know we're going to talk a little bit about your career journey and some of the principles that guide your leadership and your journey into real estate. Let's go back to the very beginning. Perhaps you can tell me a little bit about how you became interested in real estate as a career. Thank you, Sarah. And just first of all, thanks very much for having me on the podcast. I'm, I'm very excited to walk through some of my career with those listeners. I first started being interested in a career in real estate really through a family link. So my dad worked for a very small scale residential developer on the Welsh borders. And so I grew up being with him on building sites and trying to understand what his day job was. And then also I remember the occasional school trip to London theatres, going from that Welsh village all the way into London and being pretty inspired by some of the tall high rise buildings that people remember on the A4, that the tech belt, as it was called then, and thinking, who built those? Who works in them? What's that all about? And so I think that was really picked my interest to say, could this be an environment I work in? And then what could I do within that environment in terms of a professional role? So you became interested then during your school days. Tell me then a little bit about how you progressed into studying real estate. I know you did a a formal course and, and qualification. That's it. You know, like many students, I picked a a bunch of A-levels that were my best ones from GCSE effectively. And that was geography, business and economics. And really with that, I was looking for a career path after that. And so that's when the idea of becoming a surveyor was introduced to me. And I chose then to study a bachelor's of science at Oxford Brookes University in real estate management. At that point, still really didn't know what the career was, to be honest. There was very little careers information about being a surveyor, certainly from my sixth form college. And I think, unfortunately, still a little true today in in some others. So I just knew that I must have some skill set that I could offer the industry. But what I was going to do in that industry really wasn't that clear until my final years um, at university when thankfully the the brokerage community do offer you know a number of outlets for students uh, qualifying there and that's really when I started to really form my opinion on my on where I think my skill set could best be placed. You did your formal studies at university tell me a little bit then about your journey into the industry. Yes. So I first started, I qualified as a chartered surveyor at a mid-sized surveying firm was uh, called Weatherall Green and Smith. It was actually eventually acquired by BNP Paribas. So there I undertook the APC, which is still uh, obviously available today for people to take. And what's great about that qualification is you get a lot of experience. So particularly in, in the company I was at, we did three placements at three different departments all connected to real estate. So I started my first day in being a surveyor or trained to be a surveyor was in retail leasing, where I was leasing shops in Tunbridge Wells. I remember that for uh, getting the spelling right. And then I progressed through to working in valuation, which I think is really important. It's central to everything you do in, in real estate from the width and breadth of the industry. So I think that was a very good placement. And then ended up in a quasi department that did fund management 
for the British Gas Pension Fund at the time and landlord and tenant law. So, you know, some real anchors to knowledge that you can take through. So after I qualified, I then specialised in the investment brokerage department, a particular focus on central London. And that was really the start of me then uh, moving my role to Deutsche Bank at the time and continuing with the transaction lean in that I've had in a lot of my career subsequently. That career has obviously progressed and gained a huge amount of momentum since. And you've recently been appointed head of UK-based operations for DWS. Tell us a little bit about what you do day to day as part of that role. Sure. So I have the sort of two hats in the role here at DWS. I've spent a lot of my career at DWS, so I've really built my experience and gained more responsibilities during that road trip with the company here. So I started up at Deutsche Bank. And just for those who are listening, DWS was a division of Deutsche Bank. And it IPO'd about six years ago to create an independent global asset manager. Still the same company, but under a different ownership structure. And so at DWS, What I do today is I first run European portfolio management for real estate. So the job there is running funds, overseeing a fund management team and where we particularly specialise in international investors investing in our products and strategies. And then the second part of my role and the newer responsibility that you mentioned there is that I also head up the office for the UK and a company like DWS invests in real estate, but it also invests in other things infrastructure projects, exchange traded funds like stocks and shares picking, etc. So a real suite of different adjacent asset classes. And so the team here in London is around 450 people. Uh, I oversee them and their people, their culture and the growth um, strategies for the whole organisation. The huge wealth of expertise that you've obviously gained during that time. Tell me a little bit about what you particularly enjoy about your role. A couple of things really keep me interested in the role and I know I found the right sort of role for me. One, I do now quite a lot of strategic thinking. That might be a business plan. That might be strategic thinking on behalf of our investors, where to next invest. What are they looking for from the markets? How can we best advise them? So I think I've sort of matured into wanting to create medium term plans and execute on them, which is, I guess, something that comes with a leadership role. The second thing I really have always enjoyed is traveling. So I managed to orientate myself into a role that allows me to travel quite extensively globally. And I've been doing that really since 2011, 2010, where I really started to push into the Asian investor market. And that really started my career in international investor dialogue. So I really enjoy the fact that I get to experience different cultures, meet different people and visit different locations to invest in. That's a really great element of the job and shows you how wide a surveying job could get from those early acorns of where I started. And then I think the final thing I really enjoy is that in many real estate roles, it's project management. So it's project management in the sense you're putting together multiple talents to execute a business plan. And I really enjoy working again with diverse minds. So people with different skill sets who all add a really important ingredient to an outcome. And that might be a development, a refurbishment, a starting a fund, selling an asset, buying an asset. You know, there's multiple different things that go on in an asset life cycle. And so pulling expertise together and you all winning on that together, I think is a great part of actually the industry broadly. Quite an expansive leadership role then. Tell me a little bit about the principles or, or the broad purpose that guides your thinking when you're making those leadership decisions. 
I think I've definitely orientated my career to have as much commercial understanding as possible. So I have navigated my experience through multiple different departments and people and expertise and had mentors to help me with that. And so really understanding what is being asked of you on that day, on that project, in that interaction, I think is central because that then builds confidence that you're able then to respond to the needs of the sector. The other sort of guiding principles are more around my soft skills. So I think leading with integrity is an absolute must. And I think I've always shown integrity from the day I started. I think that's a very core principle of mine. So I want to be trusted. I want to be understood. I want to be able to communicate well so that people understand what I'm trying to position or where we're trying to reach if I'm guiding a team. I think having a decisive attitude, I have always had that. I think that's come from being in transactions where you need to be a quick thinker, decisive execution, move things along. I think that's definitely a personality trait of mine. But with that, I think what I've learned over years is being able to communicate that as well. So you can be the quickest thinker in the town, but if no one else understands where your mind is already raced to, what's good at that? Because as I said before, teams win here, not individuals. And so being able to articulate the why of your decision is really important. And I think now I put that right up there as a priority when I look to leading the fantastic teams I get to work with today. You're a passionate advocate of diversity, equity and inclusion in the workplace. Tell me a little bit about some of the initiatives that you've been involved in to accelerate that in in the workplace. Yes, I've had the fortunate opportunity to work with quite a few different organisations, both internally and externally. I guess internally at DWS, I was one of the founding organisers of our people engagement group, which we nicknamed PEG. It was something we started in the UK when we were a division of Deutsche Bank. It is now rolled out globally over the last decade, all of DWS. And that's really focusing on people engagement uh, initiatives, uh, get togethers, sharing learning experiences. So that's just really creating that diversity of mind and showing how powerful that can be. But for real estate per se, I've had the opportunity to work with the British Property Federation. So I've undertaken their mentoring series and I have the privilege of leading that as a presidency in 2024 in a year's time. But also working with the likes of Real Estate Balance and InRev, IPF, they all have mentoring and reverse mentoring opportunities. And I've really been involved with that. And then I think just the final thing, personally, I've always tried to do as many speaking opportunities as I can because I really understand how powerful it is to have a mentor, have someone female come from pretty normal background in a leadership role and seeing that is inspiring. I looked for those individuals when I was going up through my career and you really do attach yourself to how did they do it. And so the more I can speak about that, so great. Thank you, Sarah, for the opportunity to continue speaking about it now, I think is really, really important because I know many young women, young men or from diverse backgrounds really do need to have figureheads that help them along their journey and keep them inspired to, to on the hard days and the good days. And when you look back on your career to date, what do you think are the key things that have helped you to accelerate it? From my junior position, I was definitely a person that would get involved in anything. I really took every opportunity with gusto, actually, and wanted to apply myself. So I think having 
as broad knowledge when I was a junior, so to, to learn as many different skills, to be involved in so many different projects and parts of the organisation, I felt that was a good way of equipping myself to eventually choose the thing that I may want to specialise in. And with that, you know, you network because you meet a diverse group of people, maybe inside your company or externally. And I think real estate still has that as a central principle that we're a good networking industry. We help each other. We really do help each other. You know, I, I think it's amazing how collegiate the industry can be when you ask for a call of knowledge, a call of arms to help you with something. I think I've also taken some risks. So I moved into areas where perhaps I saw an opportunity, but others didn't. That might be creating a new growth strategy for DWS. It might be bringing on fresh talent that look different from the rest. It might be handling my budgets differently. You know, I, I think I've tried to be as possible an independent thinker, but also be able to articulate that. And I talked about communication skills being pretty powerful there. And then my final thing in terms of career acceleration is really just being friendly and open minded. You know, it's quite a simple thing, but you find people help you and they lift you when you're nice to them and um, you enjoy the conversation. And so I think that is something that hopefully people still recognise in me now. If they knew me 20 years ago, that hasn't changed. I'm the same person, just with a bit more things on my list of things to do. When you reflect on the industry itself, what do you love about it and what would you recommend to others? So certainly reading the supplement that you're going to produce, because I wish I had something like that when I started, because I, like I said, didn't really know where to start. And, and luckily, I fell, fell into a career that I now love. But I think it definitely researching all the avenues of real estate. So don't think it's one thing because it's not. It's a multitude of different initiatives and job pathways. And I think that's very interesting that you will find the right one for your personality type or your areas of interest. So do try and research as wide as possible. Look for work experience opportunities. And there is a number of, again, initiatives that can help you with that or you do it through your, your university or connections. And then also look at the industry bodies that also support some of the knowledge building that you have. Read the financial press, read certain industry body type publications to help you get a, a broader mind there and go do it go get involved it, it is an amazing career I, I just couldn't believe how unfortunate I've been to have had such a great experience and that is for sure available to everyone Jessica that's a fantastically positive note to end our discussion on thank you so much for your time today it's, it's really wonderful to hear about your journey into the industry and I'm sure it will certainly inspire others thank you so much for your time thank you it's been a pleasure that was a special edition of Bricks and Mortar with Sarah Jackman recorded as part of EG's new starting out in real estate publication published on the 2nd of September. For more on developing a career in the sector, download the new supplement and see the EG Radius archive at egi.co.uk.